Hey guys, welcome back to the Filterless Conversations podcast with Katie Thomas. I'm Katie, and today I have my friend Brenna here to talk about things like Guatemala and whatever we decide to laugh about, <laughs> really. Um, so stay tuned if you want to continue listening to our mediocre conversations with mediocre people, even though today the only real mediocre person here is me. <laughs> Like I said, guys, welcome back to the Filterless Conversations podcast. I'm Katie, and I have Brenna with me. Brenna, Hi. how are you? <laughs> Good. Good? It's cold outside. It's so cold, and 8 a.m.s are not worth it. You said, like, the 8 a.m. that you went to, like, gray walls or whatever yeah, on Snapchat. it's not what, a good conversation. What building is that in? Got Education Center. Ew. Yeah. That's so gross. I don't recommend. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I had, I, when I got up and, like, went to business calc last semester, I just remember walking into, like, the dark purple and, like, really just bland walls and thinking, oh, this is nap time. <laughs> this is nap, nap Pretty nap much. Time. Yeah. But Brenna and I have been friends since I moved to SVU, and she's yeah. literally the greatest. <laughs> even though, like, she tells me that I was her favorite bear kitten, even though I wasn't her bear <laughs> kitten whenever I it's came true. and visited SVU. But, yeah. But um, she went on a missions trip to Guatemala this past mm-hmm. winter break. So I remember good. shopping for that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can't drive. It's Or I can't give her directions <laughs> to drive. It's fine. I Listen, she is like, turn right here. So I'm like, oh, turn right? No, turn left. But there were five turning lanes. <laughs> so... Yeah, so the road we were going down, it had three left turn lanes and two right lanes, and nothing went straight. <laughs> so I, I was just, I was just, just turn, just turn here. I forgot that there were... <laughs> Five, five options for turning. I was like, turn wherever you'd like, honestly. But, um, yeah, tell us about Guatemala and how that was. Guatemala is just absolutely an incredible experience that I will never forget. Um, the team that we went with, it was just a great opportunity to really get to know one another and to grow closer with some classmates because, like, we're all from SBU. Um, just seeing the joy that those kids have even though they come from dark situations like abuse and drugs and maybe homelessness, and some of them may even be true orphans, um, just to see that the joy they have and are so willing to freely give and show to others. And I expected to go in like pouring all this love into them and showing them like what um, the love of Jesus looks like, but really they showed it to me because they don't know me. We had um, really no way of communication other than some fun charades and trying to piece together Spanish. <laughs> um, but they were just so welcoming and loving. Just, yeah. Oh, so for the listeners who don't know, like, the backstory to, like, why you chose to Guatemala or anything like that, like, what what made you feel led to go to Guatemala specifically? Because, you know, SBU yeah. does so many mission <laughs> trips and um, so many even that minister to kids and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, so my first mission trip I actually went on was when I was 16 and I went to Costa Rica with my church and I loved it. Like just sensing the unity of Christ um, through different barriers was just incredible. I had never been in a place where there was such diversity, but such unity at the same time. And that really um, turned my heart to missions and um, really like laid the calling for the rest of my life to seek global missions in some way. 
Um, and so then the following year, I was supposed to return, but because of some health issues, I wasn't able to get to go. Um, but then last year, as a freshman at SBU, I watched the different videos um, at the CGC week in chapel, and I saw Guatemala, and instantly my heart was like drawn to it, and just kids. I love kids. Um, Spanish is a language I've always been pretty interested in learning, just not very well at it. Um, but at the time, that mission trip was full because it I came in and saw that at the fall semester and they leave during winter break after fall semester. Um, and so I signed up and was accepted for the Baja team um, for Baja, Mexico, which is kind of a similar trip going to an orphanage in a Spanish mm -hmm. culture. Um, but then unfortunately, again, I was not able to go on that trip, even though I was fully funded because of some health issues. Um, but I was able to transfer all that to the Guatemala trip and my health has been like stable enough to go and this trip just like has such an extra special place in my heart because it of after such a time of waiting for God to finally say yes this is your time let's go and do what you're called yeah and God has a way of just like making things work out you know very perfectly mm -hmm. um for those situations but yeah I just remember that when we were shopping um for <laughs> things something as simple as shorts like you were just so excited to go and yes. it was just amazing and um, I have a curious question though. Like what, what happened? Cause I remember that like we, our group chat, we have a, a group. Big time hooligans. Big time Shout hooligan. out to Sarah, Ashlyn and Connor. Oh gosh. Yeah. Don't say Connor though. Cause he might take notes on why I'm <laughs> side note to you guys. So Connor, my boyfriend, you all, if you listen, know <laughs> Connor, if you really, really know Connor, then this won't surprise you in the least. But he decided he was going to listen to all three of the episodes I released on his way back from New York because he's got this long drive. And I'm like, cool. And I kind of hinted at this in the past few podcasts that he's going to come back and tell me I'm wrong. What I did not know <laughs> was that on his way, like he's driving through West Virginia and Kentucky. And I feel he's like he's taking notes. He's taking notes on his phone. And granted, I'm actually, I got to put in the other states because he'll probably tell me I'm wrong too. He was driving <laughs> through Illinois, Indiana. Kentucky, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New York, and then Missouri, not in that order. So <laughs> somewhere on this drive, so I don't get it wrong, he started taking notes on his phone about all the things I apparently got wrong, told me a couple when we were talking, and so this hooligan, I swear, <laughs> if you tune in next week for next Thursday's episode, I'm going to have to take most things he says with the grain of salt. <laughs> But, yeah, our big-time hooligans group chat, we're all, you know, here in the States, and we're kind of spread out. You know, Connor's in New York. Ashlyn's kind of, you know, in another part of Missouri. <laughs> Sarah's in Piedmont, wherever that is. That's just a void we have somewhere in the state. And we just get the Snapchat for Brenda that says Guatemala is killing me. <laughs> it was like the first <laughs> oh, night. But yes. you never explained what happened to us. We're all just like, oh, we're so sorry. Okay, so I mentioned those health issues. Um, one of them is mast cell activation syndrome. And so basically, I'm allergic to a lot of things. And going into a new country, you have no idea what you're going to be allergic to. But apparently, I'm very allergic to something in Guatemala. <laughs> so we get there the first day, and we're, like, going through donations. And so definitely, it could have been from, like, the dust and just all that in the donation. Maybe, like, someone wore in something in that bag had, like, perfume that I was allergic to or something. I don't really know. Um... Or it could have been all these tropical plants that are definitely not alive in this freezing weather in Missouri. No, not at <laughs> um, all. But 
I'm just like hanging out with the kids and like getting really itchy. And then my lip is starts getting really swollen. I'm like, oh, this is not fun. Um, I have a scar right here if you can see it. Oh yeah. no. It got really swollen and then the next day it like scabbed over and then just like the rest of the trip, I had like this big bump on my lip. Um, That's terrible. And then when we went to Antigua. Antigua has active volcanoes, if you didn't know. Um, Fuego, like, erupted in 2018. And apparently I'm very allergic to something in that area. I could not open my eyes when we were there. I took Benadryl, and it took, like, four hours for me to be able to open my eyes because they were watering so badly, and I was sneezing and dizzy because I couldn't really see. That's (laughs) that's so inconvenient. (laughs) It was a little rough. And also, they like to put dairy in random things. And I'm allergic to dairy. So, my stomach had a rough time. Oh, wait. Hold up. This got got dairy in it. Yep. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Also, listeners, if you hear a really odd noise, that's my fridge. I promise (laughs) it's not something wrong with the audio. It's just we're sitting next to a fridge struggling to work. Uh, I moved back into my dorm this past weekend. And so, you know, I'm not filming... Or I'm not filming. You'll, you'll, you'll film podcasts. You record podcasts. I'm not recording in my room uh, like I had been. I'm currently recording in a cinder block. So, <laughs> Retweet. Just um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's something else that just like all the time. Like I tried Twitter. I tried. I tried so hard, Brenna. I can't, I can't tweet to the same level as you guys. Like, I'm just illiterate at Twitter. Twitter is my favorite social media. Follow me at BeBraveBrenn. <laughs> SBU likes to retweet my thing sometimes, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> so cool. Just so popular. <laughs> See, this is what I have to compete with. Our school retweets Brenna's tweets. <laughs> I tweet things, and my boyfriend looks at me and goes, nice try. Try again sometime. And I'm like, out! <laughs> my room was also the showroom for SBU last semester. So if you came on a tour, you likely went through my room. <laughs> That's true. You had a cute room, though. Like, like, you had to move everything again because roommate situation. Which, why can't we keep roommates? That's a question I want to ask God one day. Why can't we keep roommates? You know, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It opens up a great opportunity for sad girl hours and podcast time. So, I say there's something good behind it. It's true. I mean, I can't complain too much. Like, granted, I actually didn't mind my last roommate. My last roommate was chill. We didn't talk that much, but you know, she was, she was chill. I, I liked, I liked her, but the whole roommate situation before that I had, which I haven't explained, I'll explain briefly on the podcast. Cause I mentioned it when I talked to James, essentially I roomed with a girl that I knew in high school because in the summer I had this girl from like Kansas city area. Um, she was going to be my roommate. I reached out to her in like a week and a half or a couple weeks before school. Um, I get a call from my friend in high school who was also going to SBU and she was like, um, hey, uh, do you want to be roommates? But she had, she was in another dorm that I didn't want to go to. And so I was like, I'm sorry, you know, I have a roommate. I'm in the dorm I want. And then she informs me, not the school, not my roommate. No, my friend informs me that SBU had called her and told her that my roommate dropped out. Well, not dropped <laughs> out, but like was going to a different school, decided not to come. And I'm like, oh. So, you know, I call SBU and I'm like, hey, is this true? And they're like, oh, yeah, we meant to call you. <laughs> I'm like, no yeah it's fine you just tell everybody but me and so she was like do you mind rooming with her and I was like not at all I knew her in high school and essentially um I'm gonna try and say this the nicest way possible because I've actually really struggled with this but we had um some differences I guess like she had some mental health problems and we did not mesh well and so long story short my RD had me move out of the room mid-semester very very abruptly 
um, which was really hard. And so I had to move into a new room. But then the roommate I moved in with moved out. So I'm alone now. And I've built a home <laughs> in my room. I wish you guys could see her room because it literally looks like a small home. In our dorm, we have our bathroom and our um, sink is like its own little room attached to our dorm room. And Katie has like a fridge, these desks, a spare bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has this super cute pink chair that like you would see in an antique store. Like it's just the cutest thing. And wow, it's such a home in here. I, I love it. I even have the mess of a home. <laughs> Cause like all the time, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever encountered somebody like this. Who's like, I'm so sorry. Our house is a mess and it's not that bad of a mess. Mm. That's my mother. <laughs> like I've been in so many houses throughout my life where I look in and I'm like, this place is an actual dump. Like it's, it's, and it's no one I know now. It was people I knew back in like middle school, especially like their houses would just, I'd look and I'd be like, this is clutter. So much clutter. But then like my, like I'll tell mom, be like, Connor's coming up. She'd be like, I need a warning. The house is a mess. I walk in. I'm like, mom, like where? <laughs> like there's some dishes on the counter, but oh my gosh, we live here. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, I was like, I was like, please don't be like my former roommate who's like OCD about everything. I was like, mom, it's okay. We live here. It's fine. And I go to other people's houses when they apologize. I'm like, it's okay. We live in our house too. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I got the mess of a small home, but yeah, but yeah, we like met backstory and Brenna and I, so, cause I mentioned this and for you guys who don't know. Um, so I was like dead set on coming to SBU whenever I, it was bef- honestly before my senior year. And I don't know what was just, like, so drawing about SBU. I think it was the combination of, like, oh, speaking Bearcats gives a lot of money. I didn't know how much at the time, but I was like, you know, I know they give generously, which is why I'm here at SBU. Thank you, Dr. B, for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number two, they would accept the most of my dual credits, and I was dead set on just taking a ton of dual credit classes. And originally, I just wanted to add a major and a minor and graduate in, like, four years with more stuff. That definitely changed. I'm definitely graduating in a year and a half, guys, and that's My stressful. heart is breaking. I'll still be around. Like, I mean, especially if, if, especially with Connor, like, I will I will be around. I don't plan on going anywhere. Um, but especially because, like, I was telling my parents about how, um, in reality, what the main reason that I'm going to stay around is actually because if I'm going into nonprofit work, I want to have a job for a little bit and save mm-hmm. up. And just have like just have a professional full time job while being here on my masters. I don't want to move far away from my masters because mm-hmm. I might have CA classes. But that those those are the real major reasons why. But I mean, Connor's gonna be here too, and so are you guys. So, yeah, like you know, like why not just stay? But I was dead set on coming to SBU um, for those reasons, and I just really wanted a fresh start. So I was so excited for Bearcat Days, and Bearcat Days is kind of like the. It's like a, it's a visit weekend, but it's like more than a visit weekend. It's extra special. So we have a lot of admissions events where you can come visit, like compete at Scholars Day, um, Mondays at Southwest. Bearcat Days is special because you have to be like admitted and accepted to SBU instead of just like coming to visit. Um, so this is just kind of an opportunity to come and be like, hey, I want you here. Come see how great we are and have fun and watch this really silly pageant that we have for some of yes. our juniors. Um, it's so great. Just lots of activities and getting to see the dorm and is where I got to know Katie and she was the one that talked to me the most. And so she was definitely my favorite. <laughs> I love my bear kittens that stayed with me. Don't get me wrong, but 
Katie actually was the one to initiate some conversations, and I'm not the most outgoing person sometimes, so that was really important. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember, like, the way that I saw Bearcat Days was I wanted to live in the dorm I, like, applied to stay in, which was the dorm I came for Bearcat Days. And, like, I had come... Because kind of my relationship with SB got really interesting my senior year. I came for Scholars Day, and I stayed the night, which not a lot of people did, like, on campus uh, with another girl I knew from high school who graduated before me and came here. That was the first time I met you, but I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about You're you. You're like, who's this person? <laughs> I didn't like, think I was, like, going to Sonic or something <laughs> on a, as I was walking out the door. She's like, hey, this is my friend Katie. You're like, hey. nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> who, who knew? Who knew what would be held um, later? But I remember the person I stayed with for Bearcat Days – was like in the pageant and so she was busy and she was so sweet like um th- this is nothing negative about her but she you know she was gone mm-hmm. um which was unfortunate for when she was gone but that meant that I was just kind of the public bear kitten like I, that sounds so yeah weird, you just kind of travel we all just kind of grouped up together in this big huddle as we walked around campus and Katie just kind of floated around with us just like hey doing her own thing. yeah but I was like pretty used to SBU um I actually had started coming up every Tuesday to play for the orchestra because I didn't have a viola, which I was sad I had to drop out last semester because of my class, but I really enjoyed playing viola. Uh, And the conductor for the SBU orchestra is actually the conductor I had in high school for our Springfield Youth Symphony. So he was just like, hey, come play for us. We're (laughs) desperate for violas. And so I was the viola section for SBU my senior year of high school, which was really fun. So I was down here all the time. It was really funny was... I, was, I had this conversation with Connor, but it completely applies to um, us. And Connor, please don't take notes on this conversation and be picky. I'm just <laughs> paraphrasing. But we were talking about how I was down. I'm like self-conscious now. I am self-conscious. Because like there are some errors that I've listened to and realized I made. And then he'll remind me of them. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking in the moment. But th- th- anyway, we were talking about how I was down here in super close proximity to everybody. I'm now friends with, for the most part, except for the freshmen. You know, I just didn't know you guys, like, very mm-hmm. well. And, like, it's very possible I, like, saw you guys and stuff. Because there was a – I remember I was talking to Connor about the, – there was, like, the potential uh, – potentiality that he was at a concert I played at um, spring semester. Because I was like, yeah, there was one in May at the orchestra. I had the choir. And he was like, I think I might have gone to that. <laughs> I think you went to – I think I think you said that, Connor. Mm-mm. I don't know. Um, anyway. We'll find out next week. <laughs> we'll find out. Just, like, last night, we were talking about <laughs> the intro that he's going to have. It took him, like, 30 minutes to finally get to it because y'all were, we were... I hope you like harmonicas. Uh, and kazoos. Both at the same time, which we don't have any, but apparently we're going to Springfield Music, so that'll be fun. <laughs> but, yeah, we were sitting at dinner last night, and... Just, like, like some of us weren't paying attention. Some people, like, like we just, like, interject stories. And you could just tell every time he was interrupted, he just got the more. The fury was building. <laughs> but, yeah, he hates, like, my intro. And I think that's just so sad. <laughs> the first thing that pops up on Google when you <laughs> search funky piano funky music. <laughs> Look, I use funky piano music inside my um, my podcast. And that's just how it is. And, you know. I like the funky piano music. It's just kind of like jazzy. <laughs> I wish you could see right now. She's doing our um, hooligan wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> Most people would call it a shimmy, but Connor doesn't call it a shimmy. It's a wiggle. Because yeah. apparently a shimmy is when you move your whole body. I disagree. Yeah. Well, so does most people at my home <laughs> church. They're all like, that's a shimmy, Katie. I'm like, mm. 
to wiggle, apparently, but whatever. <laughs> uh, that's besides the point. But Connor's from New York. We got to give him some grace. He doesn't know how we do things yeah. here. <laughs> but I will say the people that I've talked to from New York who know him have just some of the funniest stories about him. Because, like, some of them I had to like, ask one of his friends up in New York about because I was like, these can't be true. Like, have you have you heard some of the stories that he's told? Probably. He, like, wrote a paper in, quote, binary code <laughs> and gave it, which which he didn't. And he can probably tell the story better. But essentially, from what I understand, from my knowledge... Are you taking notes, Connor? From just what I know, like, he didn't want to type this paper, right? And he had this really dumb teacher. And so he just kind of opened up the settings, I guess you can on Word, or just... He, he opened up something and just started, like, typing random keys. And then those keys, you know, transcribed into zeros and ones or binary code. He prints it out, hands it to his teacher, and his teacher's like, you know, what, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's in binary code. And she gave some extra credit for turning <laughs> in a paper in zeros and ones. And I'm like, this can't be true. All kinds of stories like this. His friend in New York. Somehow I don't doubt it. <laughs> I just, everything that I hear when it comes to him, it just, it's so bizarre and obscure that it has to be true. I'm, I'm thinking of all the things I did in high school. Like the the things I did in high school were, I, I, I mean, I didn't study. I wasn't that kid. But, you know, I did my homework. <laughs> I took my classes. I flew by the seat of my pants in most of them. But, you know, I, I passed with A's and B's. I graduated 5% of the class. Like, I was competitive. How fun would it have been to be able to tell people I wrote a paper in binary code and got extra credit? That would have never flied by. So, speaking of writing papers... I took this Spanish class online my junior year, which was right after I went to Costa Rica. And I wrote a paper about my trip to Costa Rica, and it had to be in Spanish. And she told me I plagiarized. Like, I literally <laughs> wrote about the mission trip that I went on, and she gave me an F on the paper what? and said I plagiarized. And so I had to go... It was just like, yeah, it was just like an online teacher. And so she doesn't know my life. So I guess she thought I was lying. Uh, So I had to like go to the principal of my school and be like, hey, I wrote this paper. You know what kind of student I am. Please don't give me an F. And so had to fix that. But I don't like when teachers do that. That same teacher also called my house phone and made me like say things in Spanish to her that I was like messing up on assignments or something. That sounds like it, harassment. It was the most uncomfy That's, thing. See, I never had teachers like that. I just had like really socialist driven teachers, which, you know, one of the things that is really interesting, I've talked about a podcast from gosh, like almost a year ago, uh, was about how in high school I had a debate coach who was super, you know, if you go to his Facebook now, all you see is Bernie Sanders propaganda. <laughs> Like, it's hardcore Bernie Sanders propaganda. And it's just, it's all kinds of yucky. Sorry if you're a Bernie Sanders fan. I will openly say I am not. I do not support socialism. But whatever, this guy does. And the only, like, teachers I really had that were just absolutely dumb were my debate coach, my assistant debate coach, and I had this geometry teacher, which is awful because that's exactly... I'm like, I hate geometry teachers. <laughs> Just kidding. I... One day we were walking in the mall and she's like, there's my geometry teacher. <laughs> I hate geometry. <laughs> so 
I want to say his name because it's funny. He's never going to listen to it. His last name is Neiman. I'm sorry if that's, like, really bad to say on this podcast. I'm sure he's a fine person in person. In the classroom, I hated him. Because, like, I did debate my freshman year, and I, I'm not a math-oriented person. Like, I can do financial math kind of. I say that. I'm going to probably not do well in business finance. It's fine. Because someone didn't take the prereqs. <laughs> yeah. So I tell my <laughs> advisor, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take this class at OTC this summer. And he puts me in the class without the prereq, and I'm like, this is sketchy. But, um, yeah, so I've never been good. Yeah, that's hand food. Hand food. She's looking at my lotion bottle. <laughs> Just some context for y'all. Um, but... So here's the thing about my geometry teacher. Um, he, I was in debate and we would miss a lot of class periods for debate in this semester. I was not math oriented. This was an honors class. It was just rough. So I'm talking to this Hispanic kid next to me about affirmative action and why I don't support affirmative action, just really respectfully. And my teacher comes over and he's like, you know, hey, focus on your work, which is fair. Like, you know, focus on your work. So I was trying to focus on my work. And he comes back later and he's like, so what was that thing that you guys were like talking about? Like, what was that? I'm like, oh, well, we were talking about how, you know, we don't support affirmative action, how this other guy does. And in the most, con- like the quiet, the classroom is quiet in the most condescending tone. My teacher kind of leans down. He's like, but Katie, like he was arguing with me. He was like, what about the little boys and girls? You know, their parents don't read to them at night. And he like started to like justify it. Well, the problem with affirmative action, to be a little political, is it only addresses the needs of colored um, and, like, people uh, essentially not white, white people. I mean, I think it's somewhat some affirmative action policies will address women, but for the most part, it addresses the people um, of color and of different race and ethnicities. So I, you know, especially now in hindsight, knowing how impoverished a lot of you know white individuals are, even just in the state of Missouri, I remember that I looked up at him and I said, well, what about the white kids whose parents don't read to them at night? Because I'm all for, like, you know, helping kids. I just don't want it to be a policy that excludes kids who also need it. And I just remember I gave him that comment. And from then on, like, he would call out stupid things I would say in class. Like, because I would do, like, I did my homework at, like, midnight. Like, I probably, I, I put. What else are you going to do? At one I mean? point, I remember he called out specifically. And it's so dumb. It's laughable now. But I was so tired on one of the homework pages that I, I guess somehow I made the small mistake of saying instead of one plus one uh, equals two, I said one times one equals two. And he just read it in front of the whole class. He was like, um, Katie, what is one times one? And I'm like, one? He goes, well, that's not what you wrote on your assignment. You wrote two. And like for no reason. No reason whatsoever. Maybe look dumb in front of all my peers. Maybe that's why I um, regressed in the social. <laughs> I just I plummeted on the social ladder. But yeah, we were in the mall. We were shopping for Guatemala. <laughs> And I just, I think that it was... If a- you are going to a tropical country on a mission trip during the winter and you need to get long shorts because culture is different, you got to be respectful of that and just keep yeah. and keep that in mind. Don't wait until the winter <laughs> to shop for said shorts because you will not find anything. Yeah, we went to so many stores. It was It was crazy, but... I'm pretty sure we were having a conversation. I'm pretty sure I, like, stopped mid-conversation. <laughs> I was like, that's my geometry teacher. Which I've always, like, just had a thing against geometry teachers. And then, lo and behold, in case none of you guys knew this, Connor wants to be a, ge- a high school geometry <laughs> teacher. I'm like, why? Why would you want to be that? Of all things. Uh, or at least he told me he wants to teach geometry. I mean, I don't know if he's how dead set he is on that. He's just told me that in the past, but just in case he's taking notes. I'm really self-conscious in this episode. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Well, especially because, like, Sarah, our friend Sarah, 
<laughs> Sarah, I'm about to throw you under the bus here. Sarah dated someone who was a math teacher. And so for the longest time, Katie would make jokes about it <laughs> and just give her a really hard time. And now Katie is dating a future math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and it took her so long to figure it out. Because one day I was like, yeah, my, ro- my my joke to you is just in vain. And then she sat there one day. She looked at me and she was like, oh. And she like pointed and laughed at me. Because it's just fun. I'm sure, if is she in class right now? Or can she hear me on the other side of the wall? I think she's in class. Yeah, she lives on the other side of the wall as me. Oftentimes I hear her and her roommate. And she lives directly underneath me. So if I drop anything on my floor. <laughs> One time I dropped a pencil. She texts me and asks if I'm okay. Oh, my favorite was when she screamed about her plants in her room. <laughs> my plants! I'm like, you okay, dude? You okay? I was like, probably on the toilet. <laughs> no doing my business. I think that's what I was doing. I was just kind of like, hmm, what's going on in there? <laughs> Her plants were dying. Because wasn't that over Thanksgiving? Yeah. Right? She, yeah. She, <laughs> she was a neglectful mother. How rude. Not to mention their fish just died. <laughs> they got these fish on Monday. And one of them died last night, unfortunately. But... Um, as it was dying, I sang Amazing Grace to it, so hopefully it was blessed. And then after its passing, we sang Taps to it, just, you know, <laughs> kind of did a little humming action. And so we think it's in a better place. <laughs> that's, that's good. I mean, no offense to Carissa and Sarah, or Bera, rather. Um, that's her new name. I forgot to mention that. Her name is Bera. I've been replaced. Yeah. Well, and we'll get back to, we'll get to that after the commercial break. But um, a dorm room? I don't know how that is a fish's happy place. I mean, pet store isn't a fish's happy place, but you know they're good. They're good. They're not good. They're getting better at being fish parents because not all of them have died yet. Yeah, only the one. Only the one. Only the. So he could have been just ill. It could have just been a. I'm not doing this tank life anymore. (laughs) He dropped out. He did what all of us wish he did. Just on the bottom of the tank. (laughs) He's like, and I'm done. All right, well, we'll be back after one of my cringy commercial breaks. Please enjoy or not. I kind of recorded it laying in bed one night, which <laughs> I, 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 I'm tempted to re-record it. But if you want to hear a cringy ad for Anchor, which I do love Anchor, but my ad itself is cringy, then stay tuned. Yeah. Welcome back! You survived! Was it as muffled and cringy as I remember? <laughs> because it's pretty muffled and cringy. It's... I need to re-record it. But if I re-record it, all these comments I'm making now won't make sense mm. in my past episodes. Mm. So if it sounded good, it's probably because I decided to <laughs> redo it. But anyway, we were talking about fish, and we, I said we were going to get to something, and I literally just forgot what it was we were going to talk about. And get to. Hmm. I don't remember. Wow, that just like slipped out. Fun fact about aquatic creatures in Guatemala, I got to release a baby sea turtle, and that was isn't that like the profile picture is like your yeah, it's my Instagram profile picture, and that was just a really fun time. So like, what was like? Did you guys just like go to the beach and do that as like a group or? Yeah. So when we went to Antigua, where I was allergic, (laughs) Um, big rip, Brenna. We were at the beach. And we, they have like this little turtle thing there. And for like a dollar, you could hold a baby sea turtle and release it into the ocean. And it was just 
so neat. I want to do that. I want to hold a baby sea turtle. It was so fun. I highly recommend it. Sea turtles are, like, one of my favorite animal creatures out there. Like, I have, in my room, I have, like, all these sea turtle things I get whenever I go to the beach. Because, like, I love the beach, and I love sea turtles and stuff. And although I'm not one of those, like, listen, guys, I love sea turtles. I really, really do. I'm not one of those people who carries a metal straw. Like, I got some silicone ones, but I, I'm telling you, I don't have silicone straws for the turtles. I have silicone straws because your girl's broke, and I'm not going to keep buying plastic straws <laughs> over and over again. It's purely economical here. Is that a word, economical? Yeah. It is? Okay. I just want to make sure before somebody's like, <clears throat> that's not a word. But, yeah, but I like, I don't know about you. What, what is your favorite animal? This is a question I've never asked you. Um. So, fun fact, when I was younger... My favorite animal was a monkey, and I had, like, monkey wall decals all over my room, and my bedspread is still, like, one of those Bobby Jack bedspreads because I've just never changed it, and it's, like, a reversible comforter, so right now it's just, like, polka dots, and I'm never home anymore anyway, Um, but currently, I'm really digging giraffes. I think they're just really cute, so. Can I complain about something for a second? Go for it. So, Snapchat, right? I've tried to block certain news story. You know those, like, story things that pop up that are, like, news-y? I don't watch related. any of those things. I hate the ones that pop up because I had one that popped up. And some every once in a while, I'll open up some of them. Like, the Telegraph, I'll open up sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll pick some of them. But for the most part, I hate the pink news one. Um, and you don't have to disclaim your thoughts or anything on the podcast. But I do not like the prideful like lgbtq movement like i care about reaching people for christ and i've talked about in a previous podcast that i received like threats over which that was fun i received threats over a podcast how famous am i um in my community but like i i don't like how prideful people present the information like that's just something that just bothers me and there's this if you're if you have snapchat maybe you know about this it's pink news and it always gives just like celebrity lgbtq like news gossip and it's like the worst form of it it's like pink news is just the epitome of everything i hate about like that type of spreading of that community like they'll have like things over here like and, and it's like total clickbait like i'm sure it'll pop up on my phone let's what's the clickbait for today i'm curious clickbait for today you care oh wait it just went away oh no that's inconvenient i needed that just right now it was like you character oh here we go it says it's different it says what happens to trans people in japan is shocking and it's like just clickbait it's like you're like what happens to trans people in japan and then it's got like this weird celebrity stuff that like isn't even applicable and it's just i get tired because like i've scrolled through it on accident but giraffes that's what i was trying to go off of um <laughs> Yeah, one day I was just kind of scrolling through some others and this one popped up from Pink News and it was talking about how apparently, and I want to I know how they know this, apparently giraffes are same-sex oriented. I want to dissect this for a second. What? <laughs> what? What? And then like, they know this because giraffes do this thing called necking where they rub their necks up against each other. They're literally all neck. Imagine the turtleneck on that thing. It's just <laughs> giant. That's the dream turtleneck right there. <laughs> if you don't know Katie personally and you just listen to her podcast, turtlenecks are her brand. Yeah. Um, my mom even made a, a post on Instagram about it. She was, she actually, can I read it? Is it okay Do if it. I read it? It's, it's really sweet, but I was also laughing because um, 
I just would I never expected my mom to specifically post about this. Hi mom, I love you, by the way. Um if you're listening to this. So it's like this Google picture of turtlenecks, because those are not my turtlenecks. These turtlenecks, if you look Brenna, they're cute. They're those sparkly. Cute. I don't own those, but yeah, she Googles this picture of turtlenecks and then she says, um, she's really sweet. I was sleeping when she posted this. And I like always seeing how many of my friends liked it. That's that's what I love them. I think you liked it too, Brenna. Do you like this Probably. post? I don't know. I'm looking for you. Because you follow my mom, right? Of course. You didn't like it, Brenna. You didn't like the picture. <laughs> it might have been before we oh. spent time together. <laughs> this, no, this was literally like a few days oh, ago. Oh, it was? Yes. Oh. I don't know why my voice went all squeaky all of a sudden. I don't know. I haven't spent... Rude. I was still in Guatemala at that time. Or I was like traveling back on that day. Okay. So. I guess that makes sense. But a lot of my friends like this post. Anyway, my mother said... Doing laundry for my girl as she prepares to head back to school this weekend. And while doing this, I'm kind of sort of taken back at how thankful I am. Oh, thankful I am. Katie has always dressed appropriately. Yeah, I've never dressed like a slut. Turns out I don't actually follow your mom. <gasps> I just what? see her comments on your post and like, thought, assume that I follow her. I totally um, thought you followed my mom. I thought that I did. Hi, Katie's mom. I'm sorry I didn't follow you. Please <laughs> accept my request. <laughs> I was like, she's like, is this person your friend? Is this person your friend? Because, like, not a lot of people follow my mom. Anyway, but then she says, she has never dressed beyond her age. She's never been 16 or even 19. It looks like she's headed out for to a nightclub. I've also never been to a nightclub. So, you know, no reason to dress like <laughs> I'm going if I've, I'm not going, which I'm not going to go. Um, she doesn't wear anything too revealing. She is modest and yet with style. Somehow this girl can make a turtleneck work in 2020, which is half true because I do make turtlenecks work, but turtlenecks have also made a comeback to some degree. Granted, a lot of people wear like odd forms of turtleneck. I like the turtlenecks that like cut out just the cleavage part, but the turtleneck part is there. I'm like, why is that necessary? Um, Then she says, don't make a brother stumble. Don't make a brother stumble. <laughs> like that skirt. <laughs> oh, yes. We, when we were thrifting for Guatemala, I found a skirt. I thought it was actually kind of cute, but it had, like, one seat. It was, like... It was very see-through. Well, because, like, you know how they have, like, slits underneath? So there's, like, a slit that went above the knee, but then the skirt was a little bit longer, but the part that was longer was see-through. So I'm over here, like, oh, this skirt is cute. And she's, like, that's not prosperly approved. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm putting it back. I'm totally kidding. I don't think it's cute. <laughs> don't convict me with the prosperly talk. Um, speaking of prosperly, I'm going to sneeze. Sorry in advance if I sneeze really loud. <laughs> we shall wait. No, I'm kidding. We won't wait. <laughs> I'll just keep reading my mom's comment. She said, um, it's nothing her dad and I had to enforce. It's just who she is. While I sit here and fold her turtlenecks and sweaters, she just makes me smile for who she is and confident, respecting herself and how she dresses and how she presents herself, which, yeah, I don't like people who wear booty shorts and the tank tops and reveal their chest we'll say for the to be less offensive their chest like I just I don't I don't like that but yeah can we talk about our experience with prosperly what a man what a teacher there's no spiritual formation without the word <laughs> so Brenna and I last semester had the same professor we, we weren't in the same class we had the same professor for the same yes. class different times it's called spiritual formation mm. and I enjoyed spiritual formation like the second half of the class there were some things I disagreed with um, so the second half of the class was like some very ba- minor things, but for the most part, the class was super enjoyable. I liked what I was learning and what was being reiterated. There's my fridge again, by the way. Um, but Prosperly is just one of the most interesting, funny Indian mans I have <laughs> ever met in my life. And 
just I I don't like I don't know what your funniest story with Prosper Lee is. Um, I got a hundred percent on his midterm, and he was handing them back. He was like, "Brenna, where is Brenna?" I'm like, "That's me." And he's like, "Oh, Brenna, you do so well. You make Prosper Lee feel so good." And it's like, <laughs> thinks I cried over this test, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> like, I remember I was I was procrastinating studying for that thing so hard. I don't even know what I got on the midterm. I still don't know. If you need to know. One of our new mnemonic devices, if you happen to go to SVU and we'll take this class, sue Eric really intensely via potato research. <laughs> Those are um, seven dimensions of spiritual formation. Oh, what and that is credit to Sarah Johnson. What are they? There's spirit. Sue, spirit. <laughs> Eric. Emotional. Uh, yes. What's the next one? Really? Or very, is it very, vocation. Vocation. Intensely. Intellectual or, yeah, intellect, right? It's something like intellectual. It's something with an I. I think it's intellectual formation. Or like, if not intellect, it's like. Really intensely. Uh, I know, like. Wait, I don't remember. As soon as, so that test, we just kind of crammed all the information in my noggin and then as soon as I was done forgot it all I knew it was serious when our when my IRA because you live on the floor my IRA came down with a giant whiteboard and a marker yes. and was like all right here we yeah. go for pro-. I'm like this midterm I'm definitely not prepared for if, if somebody's come down here with a marker and a whiteboard I am not prepared for this spiritual form is also the class where we had a like seven page paper to write over the textbook and I wrote it the night it was due and never read said textbook. And then we had a reflection paper at the end of the semester. And I wrote that the day it was due. So clearly I am a great student who does my work <laughs> so well. Wasn't that the night that I also like came into? Yeah. So I wrote that paper at like four in the morning <laughs> after talking to Katie <laughs> for like sad girl hours. Well, I don't think it was sad girl hours. It I think, re- I think no, we just it talked about very personal things. But when it's that time of day. Yeah, it's all sad. sad. girl hours, yeah. Yeah. Also, shout out to um, Carissa. <laughs> I just came and knocked on my door. If you heard a knocking, it was her. And I opened the door and I was like, because I, I don't re-record podcasts if, if I'm like 10 minutes in. Or I try not to because that's just obnoxious. And so I like opened the door. I was like, we're recording a podcast. She goes, thank you. And she just like walked away. <laughs> we love you, Carissa. Snacky time hours are at 11. Which I won't be here. I have class. I have intro to graphic design. It's Why? That whoever decided it's necessary for a public relations degree. Hmm. So I I don't know why. I'm not very aesthetic or I say aesthetic because apparently I say things wrong. So I just don't typically use that word. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but no, my pro- my favorite Prosperly story. So Prosperly and I have a special relationship. Is it the <laughs> which one? <laughs> there are so many. Connor, take notes. So no, I I. I I'm going to buzz over that story. So, <laughs> Prosperly. Prosperly, if you ever listen to this. We love you. We love you. This is not us making fun of you in any way at all. Um, but your class was my first class of the day, and so I was never feeling it when I was in there. <laughs> my first encounter with you made me question my life plans um, in a very serious way. Like, I'm going to tell the story because it's funny, but in, in, in reality, like, these conversations I've had with Prosperly have been some of the most impactful conversations I've had. So He is such a godly man. Like, every yeah. conversation you have with him, you will walk away feeling, like, the need to just go sit and be in the Word and pray. Wake up in the morning and say, good morning, geez. And then yes, in the <laughs> 5.30. Shower, 
five thirty, sing hymns and praises to the Lord in the shower. But Amen. so here's my here's my um beginning to the relationship with Prosperly. So Prosperly, um, I I had him on like the first Monday. I had him on Monday and Wednesday. So after that Monday, I had him in class. I sat right in front of his podium just because I didn't want to <laughs> sit in the back of the classroom, which now I sit in the back of the classroom in every class. Um, but I sat in front of the podium. I was liking what I was hearing. He seemed really sweet. And my debate partner, had Spencer, had told me that he, like, was good friends with Robbie Zacharias. Well, backstory, if you don't know this about me, I was like, I listened to Robbie Zacharias because my dad, at a really young age, and honestly, my dad raising me on things like Robbie Zacharias is, like, a ministry and his like podcast and what he talks about when it comes to apologetics is I'm, I'm convinced part of the reason uh, and part of really God's plan for why I want to go into apologetics and why I want to tell people why they need to know what they believe and know why they believe it. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but like I want to start a nonprofit ministry, um, which is why I'm trying to get out of school with like little debt because let's face it, I'm not making money. <laughs> so anyway, so I wanted to go talk to Prosperly about this. I was excited so I go to his office, and the first thing he makes me do is sing to him. So I had to That's, s- like, what every encounter is like. You have to sing. So I sang Amazing. I think he sang Amazing Grace, and he joined in, and it was, it was fun. But I sat down, and I was asking him, you know, hey, I want to go into ministry. Do you think I should, like, add a major? Because um, I had the ability to. I'm graduating super early, and I was going to talk to him about it. And about, like, 15, maybe, I don't even know, like, 15 minutes into the conversation, I can't do an Indian accent, so please... I'm going to give him a voice that's probably not accurate. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just trying to differentiate him. But he looks at me and he's like, but Katie, have you thought Katie, about Katie, your Katie, Katie? He would say this because he'd be like, Katie, Katie, Katie. Oh, sweet Katie, Katie. And he would sing my name as I took attendance. I became his attendance person. It would, he's like, who will I have for attendance now? But he goes, have you prayed for your future husband? And I'm single at this point. For, like the second day of classes. It was like my, a week in the living on. Katie didn't have one of those welcome week relationships. I did did not. Thank God. Like, uh, I, I couldn't anyway, because like, um, my leaders are both girls and a lot of the guys like, and her current boyfriend was also a leader. So they were never around each other. Yeah. Even though I knew who he was and definitely like when I saw Connor back to Bearcat days, (laughs) I never saw him at Bearcat really? Days. No, I oh, literally That was just, my story. <laughs> I literally just followed him on Instagram and had not seen him in person <laughs> until Welcome Week. Like, that was solidly from August of 2018 to... Or, or October of 2018 to August of 2019. I just followed him but had never talked to him. So, Welcome Week. I was confusing my own story with Katie's. However, I've never had a boyfriend. Um, <laughs> so, I came to Bearcat Days... It's a great time. I followed a bunch of people on SBU. And so then, like, some more SBU people um, came up in, like, my suggestions. And there was, like, this guy that I thought was really cute. And I was like, oh, I should follow him. He goes to SBU. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know me, I love pickup lines. Like, I think they are great. And I tell, like, pickup lines to my friends always. Anyway, I told some people at school about it. And they're like, oh, Brenna, send him a pickup line. Like, you'll, you're never going to see him. Like, it's college. You're never going to see this guy. And so I sent him a pickup line. Um, and it said, I said, do you mind if I walk you home? My parents taught me to follow my dreams. <laughs> um, and that was the pickup line I used. I forgot that was And funny. then I come in to Welcome Week. And he is my Welcome Week leader. <laughs> That's the worst. And... We were playing Two Truths and a Lie, 
And one of my truths was that I love pickup lines. And we like made eye contact and you could see the moment of recognition on his face. (laughs) And he doesn't go here anymore. So that's cool because that would have been awkward for the rest of my life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, My like, yeah. I never had that with Connor. And like I like the thing is I had seen Connor. I I very vividly remember walking with my parents and I was in the fitness center, you know, where they had the sign and stuff. And I very vividly remember looking across the room and seeing Connor. He looked so different than he looked on Instagram. And it's not like a bad different, but he looked in his words disheveled. He looked like a stoner. He's not a stoner, I swear, but he looked like a stoner. On campus he has been called the stone Zac Efron. Yeah. Yeah, he had like scraggly facial hair you wore a headband had like long like hair and I just remember like looking for like a second and then looking away and thinking if you want some mediocre mediocre twitter content follow at connor (laughs) underscore viz on twitter um and you will see tweets such as him being called the stone zach efron but he's gonna take notes that you're wrong it's he's gonna say it's not mediocre he's gonna come up and take notes on you now we'll fight connor you know i will throwing elbows but yeah so anyway I go back and I'm, I'm in Prosperly's office and he begins for the rest of the time to tell me about how I need to like find somebody at SBU he's like just imagine Katie you're sitting <laughs> with them in the cafeteria and by the way our cafeteria is anything but romantic um and he's, you're walking across campus holding hands and he like turns his head and he goes wouldn't that be sweet juicy juicy <laughs> sweet juicy all right um and so you know Connor finds this out. Connor finds out that Prosper is like one of my favorite professors at this point. And so um, he has been talking about embarrassing me in front of Prosper because Prosper is like very interested in campus relationships. Mm. I, I think he is um, very much so. He's very invested in like making sure that you marry who you're supposed to. <laughs> yes. But not just that you marry who you're supposed to, that you get married. That you get married it's and like, have singleness kids. Isn't, yeah, singleness isn't really an idea. In that class. No, it's not. He talks about one time he looked at me. He was like, I see you graduating. I see you have a husband. I see you have. And he paused. He's like, babies? And I was like, not now, Prosperly. Not right now. (laughs) But I remember because, like, there was a lot of things that went into um, dating Connor that were initially, like, actual concerns of mine. Not Not because of Connor, but because of me. But I can really. Honestly, I see in hindsight how. I, like, think that, like, it worked. I mean, I think that it was kind of an interesting God thing looking back at some of the things I've talked to Connor about. Because I had told Prosperly, you know, I'm going into ministry. I want to, I was like, I want to marry somebody in ministry. Because that was, like, the easiest way in my mind I could really come up to the idea that I would have a secure ministry. So, you know, Connor being an education major, I was like, it wasn't that I was never interested or like cut him off because that first off, I never thought he'd like me. But second off, that that was like a concern, like not a not a deal breaker, but like a concern for me. Because I was like, you know, it's not ministry. But I actually remember um, talking to Allie and like a lot of people about how it's not about like the majoring in ministry. It's about do, does this person have a minister's heart? And literally, like, I remember having aha moments with Connor where I'm like, yes, like, it, yeah, this makes sense. I'm not like concerned at all. I'm like anything but concerned. But Connor finds this out and prosperly, you know, has been giving me advice about ministry people. He's a professor in the ministry department, um, college. And so Connor wanted to embarrass me. Well, one day his class got canceled while my class was in session because we had class at the same time. And I don't know, were you at that lunch? 
were you at that uh, that time at lunch when he was over here like, oh yeah, I'm coming to your class. Oh, I was for like, sure. Stop. I think I'm the one that gave him the idea. Were you? <laughs> Thanks, <Probably>. Brenna. <laughs> and so he brought flowers to me inside the classroom and would not leave until Prosperly noticed. We were the last two in the classroom. And I'm trying to get him out of the classroom. I'm like, no, can we, can we do this outside? Like, this is sweet. And so I didn't accept his flowers, which I should have just taken them and just, you know, because he, he wasn't doing it to be endearing. He was literally doing it to embarrass me. And all of a sudden, you know, Prosperly is like, Kitty, who is the man with the flowers? And I'm like, oh, no. And from that point on, I'm sure he will still bring it up to me. He's like, why did you reject the men's flowers? Give him a hug. Squeeze him. Say you're sorry. Walked me out of class and go buy him coffee. Like, was getting on to me for this. I just, like, he never, like, in front of the whole class, he brought it up. Mm -hmm. Like, how rude of you, Katie. I'm so grateful that I didn't, like, moments like this are when I'm so grateful. I've never had a relationship. (laughs) Well, Brenna, we, we are going to find you a wonderful godly man that is prosperly approved mm. um who we will play mariachi band for as well <laughs> yes sure. connor's future plans i those better be fake i know he does a bluff but those better be james fake. make it happen james you have allegiance to me not to anybody else <laughs> me <laughs> don't you dare or our friendship is over uh, James plays in a mariachi band. I know I mentioned that, but in case you're new to this, my friend James is the whitest person ever, and he <laughs> plays in the mariachi band. So it's it's always very interesting to see him in that. But also, yesterday, Connor cracked me up because he at, at dinner he said, um, "You're dating James only fatter <laughs> because they both wear Hollister. They're both super James classy. cuts Connor's hair. <laughs> oh my gosh! I sent him a picture of what his hair looks like right now, and James was just like. Like, he internally couldn't handle it. He was like, no, no, it's too long. No. And he does, James does the Edna voice from The Incredibles. And I hate it. It's creepy and it sounds exactly like, he'll be like, Edna. And he'll do, I'm like, shut up. Shut your face. I don't want to hear that. Stop. But, but yeah. But Brenna and I are pretty chill. We're friends. We have sad girls. We like, honestly, have had such heart to hearts over last semester. I love Katie. I love Brenna. We're holding hands right now. Which is a big deal because I hate physical contact, but I love Katie. So I give her hugs and hold her hand sometimes. Yes. Because I know that that's one of her love languages. It is. (laughs) I'm a very touchy person. Like, hugs. Like, my parents were making fun of me because I'll be laying on the couch. I don't know why I do this. I've always done this, but I'll be laying on the couch. And I'll just reach out my hand. I'll be like, Dad, come here. I just want to hold your hand for a second. <laughs> and so when Sammy came over and stayed with us, they started making fun of me for it. They're like, you're over here like, nah, hand my hand. <laughs> and they were mocking me. But, like, I, I enjoy physical touch. Um, that is my that is my love language. But also, mm-hmm. can we, before we, like, end this podcast, talk about the fact that, like, we took quizzes over, like, apparently our dating type. <laughs> and this is, like, so interesting to me. Like, I okay. honestly never heard of Please this. Please go to Delight Ministries, if you're a girl, and take the dating personality type quiz. It is so interesting. And they also have a podcast that, like, elaborates more on each personality type. Um, I was personally attacked with my result um, because it was completely accurate. Um, I got cautious. Um, like your score, it takes the six different types and divides your score out of 100%. And I was 50% cautious. And that was a lot. Yeah, she's essentially, <laughs> if you've seen um, 
was it like to all the boys I've loved? Yeah, if you've seen to all the boys I've loved before, which we lo- watched last night to give me some courage in my life, um, I am very like cautious. Like that's she's, just um, the she's, thing. Is it Lara? Lara Jean. She's yeah. Lara Jean. She's literally. Um, I am just very guarded and protective of myself, I guess. And I'm just like so scared of being hurt, which is like what she talks about in the movie. So. But yeah, I was so attacked. So you should go take your quiz and then listen to the podcast corresponding with your result because it gives a lot of good insight and just like advice yeah. on See, how to. I didn't even know it was a podcast. It's so good. I, I need love to go it. listen. I got committed. Was my I, I wasn't quite as high. I got thirty three percent committed. Committed was my second, which means like you want to get married and settle down and have yeah. a marriage. So. I am in such an internal conflict always. She's like, I'm scared to get I'm love, cautious, but, like, uh, but like I want these in my future. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm very committed. Like I've always been I've considered myself always loyal to a fault. Um and that can be seen. I I really need to like record an episode about it. Um about my high school relationship. Um I I've kind of mentioned I've always used a pseudonym Fred on this podcast, um, because James came up with that. But I had a really toxic relationship in high school, which I think is the reason that my second was cautious. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, like, fell for this guy in high school really fast. Um, we dated for two and a half years. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was to the point where we were like, hey, like, sometime, like, out of college, like, we're going to get married and stuff like that. And so, you know, we made those promises. But it was an extremely toxic and abusive relationship. And so, like, when I say, like, I'm loyal to a fault, like, I would not leave that relationship despite the things that happened. Mm-hmm. But that was, like, the, like I completely get, like, why people are cautious. And I can get why you're cautious because I've been through that. And that sucks. And you don't want to go through that. Um, even though I would say at the very best, it's built character. Um, and I've somehow become a lot of my friends go to for dating advice. Because it's like, well, Katie's, Katie's. Been- she gives great advice. I just don't follow anything. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, here's my dating advice. You want to be transparent with the people you like. And, and like, and, you know, slowly, like, don't tell your entire life story on your first date, even though I'm pretty sure I did some of that online, but um, don't, don't do that. Um, don't creep out your, you know, the people, but you know, like my thing is, you know, if you like somebody, like just tell them, you know, be transparent because the worst that can happen is they can reject you and you can move on with your life and you can find the person that God has for you. Or you tell them you like them, they like you back, and you potentially step into a relationship that God has for you, especially mm-hmm. if you've prayed and thought a lot about it. Um, you know, it's like your comfort zone, and this goes for faith in general. Your comfort zone is not the place that God calls you to have faith. And this is like the biggest thing that I've always had is your, you know, what the faith that God calls us to have is outside of our comfort zone. Like none of the apostles were comfortable going across, you know, the you know, not the globe, but you know, the whole area of the world, you know, Africa, Asia, Europe, none of them were just comfortable, you know, going out and doing that. No one was, Jesus was not necessarily comfortable hanging on the cross for our sins. Faith is not called to be comfortable. And you know what? That applies to relationships too, because relationships glorify God if they're Mm. within God's will. That is all. That is one of the, Sue Eric really did me for you. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to claim that I'm perfect and I have all the answers. Um, Sometimes people come to me with relationship advice and my mom will be like, you're not qualified to answer that because I would have done the opposite thing in high school. But, you know, I, I try. I try because I don't want people to go through the crap I went through in high school. 
which I should honestly tell y'all listeners about that because it's um it's a wild ride. It's um it was not fun. But anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. I'm currently watching my anchor timer beat out or beat a uh, beat beat. What am I saying? What am I saying, Brent? Count up in red. Because, you know, they have the 30-minute segments. Brenda, do you have anything you want to say before we go? Um. Um. Guatemala was an absolutely incredible experience that helped me just, like, understand um, true joy comes from the Lord and just how to live that out, even when circumstances are pretty dark. Um, And also just the beautiful moments uh, in church and just, like, sitting with the girls in the house, uh, singing in English and Spanish, like, it's so different and our hearts are in different places and we have such different backgrounds, but our God is so big and mighty that regardless of where you're coming from, we can all come together in the unity as a body of believers and just worship him wholeheartedly. And with that, guys, that's all for today's podcast. Y'all have a great (laughs) day. Bye.